0: Oh, I know, I see. I keep saying content and that's the dreaded C word. And we can't tell you how many product bosses tell us that they wanna create great content for their audience and their customers, but they don't know what to say, or they are so busy they can't find the time, or they really, really, really don't want to be the face of their brand. Well, no worries, because that's exactly why we created a year of content. It is your shortcut to creating consistent, Content that resonates with your audience and brings more loyal customers who can't wait to buy your products. If you want to see how easy this is and how easy it is to create content for your audience and your customers, head to www.ayerofcontent.com. Welcome
1: to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product based businesses grow their sales
0: and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my really funny co host, Mina kunlo Sita. Hey, Mina. Oh, I like that. Thank you very much. Hello, everybody. The last You're two very... I've gotten likes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'm just like, oh, cool. I wince
0: at some of the descriptors, but maybe you should describe kid. me when we start. <laughs> oh, God, you I'm should right. flip it. Oh, oh, it. Yeah. they'd be down for it will start again no. so we're excited to bring you another episode of Small Biz Founders we love to share the stories of Small Biz Founders especially our product bosses and how they started their business growth Growth, sharing some tips with you all because I think it's really great that you can see these stories and then reflect on them and say, "Ooh, I've experienced something like that," or "Oh, this is possible for me." So we really just want to expand everyone's minds and also for you all to know that you're not alone in this world of product based business ownership. So today we're really excited to have co founders of Mini Inc. Sisters and sisters, we have Joy Williams and Jane Molina on. Welcome, ladies.
2: Hi, Hi. thank you. We're so happy to be thank here.
0: You so much. We are so excited. So we know your story but not everybody does. So um, your two sisters that started a business, a very incredible business, it's new, right? About a year old. Just yes, turned just a year senior. old
2: on March first. We turned
0: oh. Oh, Happy oh. anniversary! Thank, Thank you. you. Would you have thought one year later you'd be on a podcast talking about your million dollar business? That would be a no. no. That
2: would. <laughs> no. Couldn't even imagine any of that. Yeah, <laughs> so exciting. Yes. I mean, it's surreal, mm-hmm.
0: right? So um, they're both in the mastermind with us, and we've had the honor to work with them for the past few months. But we've known about your business for months now. I feel like it was last summer we were chatting on DM. Um, but tell our listeners about what you sell.
3: Okay, so um, like you mentioned, we are Ninico. We do offer a pacifier uh, that is geared towards breastfed babies. So it is shaped, it moves, and the material uh, is to mimic and to kind of help simulate that, uh, to help a hole in the market that we saw uh, breastfed babies to be pacified.
2: Yeah. And it was one of those things that Jane had a need uh, when her third son was born. So she had babies kind of back to back. She had Irish twins first. Technically
3: they are not. I don't know. I don't know what the cutoff is. Is it 13 months? How close are they? So they're five days short of being a year apart. Okay. I mean, they're, they're Irish friends. They yeah. are they? Okay. Because yeah. mm. I find that I say that and people are like, oh, they're technically not Irish friends. So I'm just <laughs> like. Said,
1: I told you that.
3: Probably that's Irish normal. people. <laughs> yeah, people who are real technical, right? We
0: obviously know nothing. So don't quote us on yeah, any of this. Yeah.
3: I was going to say, that's it. Quoting it, putting it in my book. I'm like, okay, you know, Mina and Jacqueline told me that they're Irish friends. So there it is. But anyway, they they are five days shy of a year apart. And then she ended up having a son, was it three years later after Noah? Three and a half years after my oldest, two and a half years after, you know, my my Irish twin son. Um, (laughs) And so I was not able to breastfeed successfully the older two and was very excited that I was with my third. Um, And it was going great in the hospital. You know, I was ready for the pain. I was ready for my milk not to come down. Um, But I was really blessed to have a great, uh, you know, go around this time. So when I got home, I was like, this is going to be amazing. And then I realized it's very time consuming. It's a lot of hard work. You have a two and a half year old, a three and a half year old laundry. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you know, I'm, I want to continue to do this, but I was finding uh, that I was getting torn so thin. So I was like, they have to have a pacifier that he will take. He didn't like the traditional one that they gave. In the hospital, he wouldn't take a bottle and, and really just wanted to latch on um, for non-nutritive sucking and, and to be sued. So I went on a search and um I came up with Europe,
2: Europe, somebody should have it right somewhere. And I remember it would be so bad because we owned a service-based business before this together. And when she'd drop him off at the babysitter, she'd be like, Well, clearly he'll eat during this eight-hour period. He would literally not maybe take an ounce or two. And then when she'd bring him home, you know, a lot of moms can relate to this. Like he was like, Okay, now I'm finally here, I'm ready to cluster feed. And they would literally sit on the couch all night long. She couldn't spend time with the other two. And she's like, this is like a legitimate pain point. And I mm-hmm. wasn't experiencing the same thing with my two kids, but this was something she felt so passionately about. She was like, They're, they need this. This needs to exist on the market. And I'm yeah. like that there's a lot of things that need to exist on the market, but what do I have to do with that? Right. And she just felt it so strongly in her soul. Like yeah. this has to come, but I really feel like we need to do it. Now, of
3: course, well, it was that cool moment of passion, right? Like, putting mm-hmm. uh, your, what is your purpose? Like, well, what am I created for? Right. Um, but then also having a passion for something. So loving moms, families, loving kids, understanding self-care is very important, you know, especially, you know, in the mom space, uh, we like to consider everybody else, but you know, and, and you, it's kind of hard to admit sometimes to say I'm struggling with this or I can mm-hmm. use little support. So there was just a passion behind that. Like if we could help moms and also soothe these, the babies, you know, in a different way. Um, we, we felt an activation behind that, you know, a uh, coupled with our faith and determination, but I was like, I've got to take my sister. Cause you know, Mina and Jacqueline, you guys are better, you know, there's no way I could do it without her. Nobody would know about it if it wasn't for joy. You know, <laughs> so, um, I was like, I can't do this journey without you. So you're, Gotta do it and we're doing it 50-50 all the way. So mm-hmm. let's go. And so
2: we then just went from this concept she has, she got it down on paper and thus began our seven-year journey of creating this product.
1: Seven it's amazing. Years. I love it. You know, cluster feeding is real. Mm-hmm. And also babies just simply using you as a human pacifier, mm-hmm. you know? So maddening. it's maddening. Beca- yeah, it's maddening. <laughs> it and <is. laughs> and I can't imagine having even more than one child. And and then I, I think that you know, it it is really hard because you you would give anything to be able to soothe your child. You know, you're you're pinky at a certain point, I'm sure. You yeah. know?
0: So You're I thinking, love it. I would have given my whole arm at some point. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, you know, and it's something that I think. You know, when Jane was kind of researching, is there really a legitimate need, or is it just me? You know, she was going into forums and seeing like women like full on chats like, "Is there anything that's shaped like a boob that I can give my baby?" Like this was like a pain point mm-hmm. that we were seeing existed everywhere, and she's like, "Okay, clearly this w- there is a need here, right?" Because then also or, like it's
3: like. Can two moms do this, right? I mean, because you look at the industry and mm-hmm. from two moms in the Midwest, like she said, owning a small contracting company. Can you even go into an industry like pacifiers? We literally worked you know? in
2: heating and cooling. And That's <laughs> what we
3: said. Yeah, yeah. And and so to think like, how do you just transition into pacifiers? But it was very cool because there was actually two other women who had just gone through and kind of forged the way. And came out with a pacifier, and then we saw another woman that was located. Um, where is she located? Belgium, or uh, uh, yeah, it was it was a European country. I can't and, remember, and but another small business
2: pacifier company. So
3: that gave us motivation too to say, "Great! I mean, there is there, two moms can come in and create and, a space and create in the something market different."
2: Yeah, and I think that's the biggest thing, right? It's like telling yourself, "Like, no, I I can do this." It and is. then you know, you think about it; it is a journey because, you know, now you're like, okay, now I'm working with silicone and I'm working with manufacturing and all that, but it's a process, right? I think when people have ideas, they're like, just even the thought of going on a journey, it's overwhelming, but you know, what is it? The journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. Like you can't do it all overnight anyway. So seven years was okay. Cause we weren't in a hurry. Yeah. Um, but we knew it could be done.
1: Mm-hmm hmm I'm and, sure it, because you had each other, you kept with it too, you know, because- Oh my the, God, was so mm-hmm. true. So true. Because there were seasons, because of course, in the beginning, since I,
3: I felt it and I could kind of see it in my mind, I came in so passionately because of course, I, I was naive to it. I was thinking, we're going to meet the right people. People are going to say, this is amazing. They're going to pick it up and we're going to have it in 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 stores in two months, you know? <laughs> and then, you know, as we were able to talk to lawyers, go so on the patent journey- um, and I, it's like she said, we had the other business, which that wasn't what we were meant to do. So, you know, I felt some kind of times, like I was the one that was constantly kind of picking us up and I came back, I think it was after like a Christmas break into the new year. I just looked at, it, I was like, you know what? I, I'm, I'm moving on. Like I'm, I'm over it. Like I, my momentum was really slowing down and, and we had kind of hit a, a point to where we couldn't move. And I was like, you hit brick walls. You yeah. Know, and we were at a stuck point. And I was like, you know what? I, I'm just ready to let it go. But then she was like, no, you know what? I've been thinking about it. I got this fresh, you know, feeling and fervor. Let's hit it. And then she would take it. And it was like, we kept doing that mm-hmm. back and forth through mm-hmm. it. Um, kind of carried each other to so the know, finish line. Fought about it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> still without you and you're just going to watch me. You know, we'd be all bad, We did. Know? And she's like, and you're going to be
2: upset. And, and then I was like, well, yeah. I don't want to be the big. Okay. So like, it was a lot of that. I mean, yeah. seven years is a long time.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a know? long time. I mean, Nina and, and I too, we, we often say, I mean, we're very fortunate that we're, we're partners, but we have to pull each other off the brink sometimes, right? Like yeah. it's like one person's about to jump, and You're like, come back. You know, we need mm-hmm. each other for that. But also those little nudges forward and things that are uncomfortable or stretching ourselves or trying something new. So I know a lot of people are like, oh, I need a business partner. Not necessarily true. And I think that's why, um, we, because a lot of partnerships don't work out. We've both had business partners in the past that didn't yeah. work out, um, and that's why let's say the master. Oh, knew... I've
1: seen sis- like relative ones, like you, you know, sisters or or even husbands and wives that haven't
0: worked out. Oh, so I, I would murder they'd... my siblings if I were. Like, <laughs> I, I couldn't on the okay. other the <laughs> husband, Yeah,
3: I knew like with my husband, I was like, we could never be into
0: business together. No, I'm
3: not in business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same.
0: But that's the thing, right? And I think it's looking for those support systems. So while it's, it's, you both are very fortunate to be able to work so well together, but anyone out there that's like, gosh, I need a partner. It's not necessarily true, but do you have a support system? When Mina and I met each other, we were biz besties. That's what we named each other Mm -hmm. because we were, we were the closest to each other in business. Not necessarily like our kids weren't playing together. We don't even live in the same place, you know? So it wasn't like we were normal best friends or anything, but it was about business and we aligned in that. So it's finding people that align on your journey. Yeah, it definitely
2: is. And like you said, and then especially it's also in your journey, say if you are a solopreneur, right, and you have a pain point in a specific area, it's really trying to pinpoint because now in the way our world is, there's always somebody available to freelance or to hire to fill in a gap where you're weak. And that's why I think it's so good, no matter if you have a partner or not, to know where you're weak so that you can fill it in because there are people out there.
3: And Mm -hmm. I just, I never wanted, you know, like you said, it, it's definitely a preference, but I didn't want to do the journey alone. So I knew because Joy and I compliment each other, you know? And so like she said, some people are like, look, I like it just to be me. I trust me and I'm going to contract people out. Um, but then it's okay to say, Hey, there's these things that I know are needed and I don't have them. And I want somebody close to me that can, can do those things that isn't a contract. I want it to be deeper. I want you to be an imbe- invested the way that I'm invested. Cause it is, in my opinion, kind of like a different drive, right. When you're invested in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was so happy about that. But like you said, we, we've been through business coaching, um, on a deeper level, almost like counseling mm-hmm. to make it to where we're at. And we were grateful that we had the contract because it you know, these two women, we can make it through heating and cooling. We're like, if we can make it through this business, we can do any business together.
2: Literally. You know, so um, <laughs> seriously, I, yeah,
1: yeah. And I know you had said in you know earlier when you were talking that we just that wasn't what we were meant to do, the heating and cooling. But I bet it was what you were meant to do in that time in that season. You totally. know, it
2: totally. we literally. Think about it, you know, we're always thinking things in a in a biblical perspective. But it's like that was our like wilderness. Like Mm -hmm. we were literally like the Israelites in the wilderness. (laughs) Trying to make it. it. Mm -hmm. And we're like, okay, if we could just get through this, this is our test. Like Mm
3: -hmm. we can pass it. I promise we can. It's like boot camp, you know. And (laughs) and you're right. And we we were able to learn a lot about business. And, um, we're About so grateful to, our,
2: to apply it. And you know, the world. biggest thing that we learn, and if I could share anything with anyone, it's like, know what your weaknesses are and be okay in that to be like, you know what? I'm, I'm not good at that. And not only am I not, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Okay. So, mm-hmm. cause you know, I would be the queen of saying, um, because it was in my wheelhouse, right. They'd be like, well, joy can do that. So have her do it. And I'd be like, okay, I'll do it. But in my mind, I was like putting it off, putting it off, like, I hate that. But rather than just saying, look, I hate doing that and I'm just simply not going to do it, I, it felt like I was like letting the team down rather than just being truthful and saying, you know what, if I'm being honest, I'm, I'm probably not going to end up doing that. So we might need to find somebody else to do it. And I, I think once I got comfortable with that, now, of course, there's always an extent where there might be certain things you have to do and that's fine. But if you get to a place where it's like, I can maybe lean on somebody else to do that and then it will get done and get done better. Um I just got comfortable with that to say I know where I am and where I'm operating at my best and I'm just going to focus on those things.
1: Mhm. Yeah, for sure. I think you have to respect each other's skill set even, you know, and also give each other a bit of room. Like, you know, when Jane you were saying that you came back and you're feeling a certain way, you have to be able to you know allow room for the your partner to feel a certain way and then you can push them through. I do think it's really important what you said Joy about, you know, um it, filling each other's gaps, but the thing is if you don't want to do it, I feel like this is kind of like, you know, a lot of times my natural skill set will be I always thought that I was like an integrator brain and when I took that integrator visionary brain, I was neither. It didn't place me in neither. That's why I call myself a visagegrator. Mm-hmm. But It doesn't mean that I want to be the integrator, you know, even if it comes naturally. So I think that when you work with anybody, whether it's your husband, your sister, even even if it's you as the CEO and you're hiring on a team, you have to have roles, you know? You do. I absolutely
3: Mm -hmm. agree. And we actually, towards the end, had to develop our own operating agreement right because the not thing the I love I know not everybody I love paperwork you know I love putting things down on paper because that way you take the emotion out of it because sometimes in business it's not emotional it's not personal it has to do with the business only so when we had an operating agreement and if you sign on to say I'm taking care of this task this task and this one there's no doubt on well I thought you would handle it or I assumed you would and that way, if say your partner is not handling their tasks, it doesn't have to be a tit for tat. It doesn't have to be emotional. You can pull out your operating agreement and say, hey, I would just like to bring up when we agreed that you were gonna handle A, B, and C, they're not being handled. Let's talk about it, right? And it's not saying, you know, putting them down. It's more or less, it's it's all coming down to the solution. So if you're not gonna do it, then we need to pivot. But trust and believe I'm coming to you because you agreed to handle that task. And so I agree with you 100%, Mina, because if not, especially being with sisters and you're just Mm -hmm. holding each other accountable, Mm -hmm. it's so easy to take it to, she's my older sister, right? So Mm -hmm. it goes back to, I feel like I'm seven years old again and being like, no, you've got it. I'm just like, how do I end up having to do
2: this? Yeah, but I'm thinking myself, you have no problem being the boss. Like (laughs) she'll be like, no, you and I'll be like, okay. So in our company, Jane (laughs) is the CEO, right? So she is. And that works great because Jane is will drive things. And and I was okay with that. It. It's also understanding like that is her and her strengths. And it's great. I would literally put her up at a negotiation table eye to eye with any like man, you know, who's like playing hardball and he's like, look, this is what and she'll look at him and be like, I'm not doing that. Like <laughs> she's so good at like sticking to her guns. I mean, Thanks, I, I of course. Yeah. I mean, I recognize her in that. And um, for me, like I'm comfortable to say, you know, and I handle all the like marketing and business development and any types of like um, new advertising agendas and things like that. I handle that and we allow each other to to do our our own thing. And mm-hmm. it works
3: well when we're in a company, especially that we're passionate about. And just to, yeah. up, just to be honest though, we work very hard on getting core centered, right? Like when you could be a leader of yourself to say, I understand that I have weaknesses. That's okay. This is who I am. That's okay. For example, I'm not a good speller. To some people, it's like, hey, big deal. But you know, in your head, sometimes things like that can try to define you. But now I'm like, hey, big deal. So I don't spell well. Joyce spells all the things for me, or she checks it for me. Mm-hmm. But like, I she- don't
1: even pick up a calculator. Obviously.
0: <laughs> if we're
1: auditing anything, I actually don't crunch the numbers. She'll just tell me, you
3: know, I yeah. love that, mm-hmm. you know, but when you're comfortable with, because sometimes I feel people haven't gotten comfortable with those things about themselves and it can cause insecurities that can cause problems in partnerships mm-hmm. or also with turning tasks over, trying to be something you weren't called to be. It's yeah. okay to accept yourself for your 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 strengths and your weaknesses mm-hmm. and this because we see, all have them. Joy mm-hmm. and I have gone through a lot of work to highlight those, but it wasn't always like that. Sometimes we butt heads because I'd want to be kind of like Joy, or she'd want to be like me in mm-hmm. certain ways. But when we got core centered to say I'm like me and that's okay. It, we really came in harmony there, mm-hmm. compliment each other, and it's no longer we have moments, but. It's no longer challenging each other, but you can root each other on
0: and say, I'm sending you in there and I know you're going to do a Mm -hmm. good job. Mm -hmm. Hey friends. So question for you. Do you want to know the secrets to product biz success? Well, I know a lot of people out there think the key to reaching more customers is creating more products, right? You think if you just create more products, you're going to reach more customers and more people are going to buy from you. Well, spoiler alert, it's not. So believe it or not, going wider in your business, making more products won't get you the results that you want. You've got to go deeper, friend. You've got to niche down. You've got to sell what people are wanting to buy, right? We want you to be known for something. There are opportunities right in front of you that will help your product business grow. And we're going to help you unlock them in our product biz bootcamp, which is the bestseller audio bootcamp. You heard it right. We are giving you this inside of the bestseller audio bootcamp. It's our on-demand lifetime access training that shows you how to stop wasting your time and energy on the things that don't matter, like endlessly creating new products and start focusing on what really moves the needle in your product business, like discovering your untapped opportunities for a product-based business or creating your best offers to take advantage of your bestsellers how about building your year round plan, right? We want to learn how to make more sales and grow a profitable product-based business. And we're also going to help you amplify your best sellers and how you're going to share them with the world and figure out what are the right products to sell at the right time. So you're not just spinning your wheels and feeling overwhelmed and burnt out. Plus, you're going to get access to additional trainings of help. For example, on how to get more done in less time in a workshop. You're also going to have a workshop that's going to help you find the key to choosing the products to help your business thrive. And another workshop that you're going to learn the secrets to scaling your business. And here's the best part. You ready? You can start right now. Okay. So just head to theproductboss.com Slash boot Again, that's the product bootcamp slash boot You can sign up now and you can get access to all of these incredible trainings that are really going to help you grow a profitable product based business by leaning in to your best sellers. All right, friends, we'll see you in there. Yeah, well, I like that affirmation. I'm like me and that's okay. And, you know, Mina's had to tell me that a lot of times because it's the same thing. And I think, and especially at the level you're all at, but business owners, I want you to hear this. And Emily, we just got off and she's like, I used to think I didn't need mindset help, but then I realized I needed mindset help. And we all do. Mindset help, I thought was for other people, not me. Yeah. But then (laughs) she realized, you know, she was holding on tight to certain things or she thought other people couldn't do it the same way she did. Or even when you start to grow wealth that you've never experienced, how do you even handle that? Like the capacity to hold... That and so what I love about you all and what I actually learned from Mina was I was just going through life like in the hustle and business and doubting myself and feeling insecure about it. And then when I met Mina, she she just was so good at saying, "Well, this is the season you're in and it's hard." But she had perspective, mm-hmm. and so I really worked a lot on that where it was like, "Oh, it's not always going to be like this." And break she breaks things down really easily. But I agree with you because when we have we've been business partners for four years now, I think we're at four years, but God who knows, knows numbers. Uh-huh.
1: So, I mean, b- bring out your calculator when
0: what year? but last year, I'm gonna be honest with everyone, was a struggle for us. we It was coming out of the pandemic. It was um, you know, our kids were home and then they weren't home. It was just I was like i was I don't know even know where I was located, and so it was hard. and um, but the thing that she allowed, and I think you guys are saying this too, is that we reflected back at each other of what we were good at and it was okay. and we didn't have to be I didn't have to be more organized like Nina to be a good business partner. Right. And she didn't have to be more, um, I don't know, all the ideas all at once. Like she needed the, you know, like we, we saw each other as, as the things that we were strong at, and that's why we work well together, but being okay with that for ourselves. Love it. It's so, it is
2: so, so true.
0: And you both had practice too, right?
1: Being each other's business partner because of the heating and cooling company. Right. So I think it, You know, you start to learn in life that people are simply wired differently. And I think that as a young person, you're so naive to that. You just think that this is the way I think and that's all there is. And then you learn in parenting that you actually are in control of none of it. And people are just simply wired differently, like that they're born certain ways or Mm -hmm. they learn certain skill sets. You know, like my two daughters are so different from each other that Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I you know, I'm so thankful for Layla because she will help Suri, who's the older one, five years older than her. She will be the tough one for her sister. I love that. Know? too. Yes. So it's like you kind of piece it together, but you learn, you know, everybody does have their own skill sets, but I want to come back to Niniko and your journey. And, you know, so seven years is a really long time, right? And you kind of went through that journey together. How were there kind of, Pivotal pivotal moments in your business that you felt like we needed to go through this season. And I want to highlight, you know, there's probably some easy seasons and some hard seasons, right? Yeah. So, so I would definitely say that
2: along the journey, um, when you're inventing a product, right? So we were literally changing the landscape of something that hadn't been done. So everybody we went to, they were like, We don't even know what you're talking about. You're gonna have to explain to us like what it is you want it to do. And every time we'd see it, we'd have to come back and say, that's not good. Do better. Right. Like we'd give it to someone and say, this is our vision. Then they would come back and we'd say, that's not quite it. So we were really trying to bring about something that had never been done. So I think that there were Challenges. But Jane and I were on the same page always as far as in terms of the design and kind of what it needed to do.
3: But then we also be challenged, which I think was important by people, right? And it's okay to hear no, and it's okay for people to give you constructive criticism. And sometimes, you know, the natural reaction is get defensive, you know, but what it challenged us to do is go do more research. So when we found that as we developed, if someone would say, well, we'll tell us more about who's your competition. Join. I'd be like, nobody's our competition. We're our company, you know, but then we, it would take us to the stores. So then we'd actually start pulling other products off, studying. How does ours them?
2: differ? Where is the actual hole in the market? But what I will say too, and then we'd get connected with someone who would be like, this sounds great. Let me see what I can do. Then they'd take it and they'd be like, you know what? I don't like the pace you guys are moving at. I don't like your vision. I don't like this. Sit there and have those conversations to say, and quite frankly, I don't think it's going anywhere. And literally to have to look at them and say, that's your opinion. This is Jane actually talking. That's your opinion. (laughs) Thank you so much. In Mina's words or you two's words, we're going to bless and release and then Uh, we're going to move on because that might be your perspective, but just because we're not doing things the way that you would do them, That doesn't make me a failure, right? And it's Mm -hmm. like, if you let that into your heart and that starts to create doubt, you really have to come back to think about your why and what am I doing? Because especially when you're really trying to shake things up or you have a vision to do something different, people are not always, they are not gonna congratulate you. They're gonna be like, there's no room for that. They don't understand
1: that you'll lose people along the way, right? This is something that happened with me and Jack and we have this big vision for what we're gonna do for yesterday (laughs) where we've been so hyped up. I mean, literally so hyped up that we bought plane tickets to go see each other. We're so hyped up. And then we were working with somebody and we are deflated after that. They put so many holes in our our idea. So many Mm -hmm. holes that we were like, oh my goodness. And we were like, you know what? In our guts together, our mutual gut, we know what's right for our business. We're on the same page. Let's move forward because we know what's right. Right. And you know, a lot of times when you're thinking really big, people won't come with you because they can't yeah, think that big or think- they don't see it, you know? Yeah. So I love that. I love that. Yes. You and, I know. and then and it's and then so like- true because even with Joy you and I,
3: you talk to other, and when like say someone we talked to worked for a Fortune 500 company. When they started their product, they had a $2 million budget. They had test mm-hmm. groups, They were able to sample this. They had and venture they were capitalist money and all this other stuff. If you don't have that kind of money, if you don't do it this way, you will not be successful. We wouldn't allow that to penetrate inside, right? Because there's a difference between your brain and your heart. And sometimes, in your brain, you know, it, it can lie to you. We all know, you know, you get the worst case scenario and this and that. But when you feel something in your heart, yeah, you don't allow your brain to always tell your heart. You keep on to what your heart's telling you to do and say it's okay. And I love that in 2022. I think it's so much more available that. There are so many different ways to do things mm-hmm. and we have the opportunity to show it doesn't have to be done that way because it wasn't done that way before. It doesn't mean it can't be done. Mm-hmm. It needs someone to pioneer and it takes pioneers to be able to go forward and say, that's okay. <laughs> Maybe not today. Cause like you mentioned, seven years is a long time, but we even grew in that process. Mm-hmm. I think yep. about it now, our kids weren't at the right age. We weren't mature enough at the right age, spiritually, we couldn't have handled it the way that we could. And so that's why I like to tell people when I talk to them, trust the process, right? Mm-hmm. Because you think if I could just get past this thing right here, it's all going to fo- fall into line. No, the reality is you're going to get there. And if you're not careful, there's going to be something else that's going to isolate your time. And I say like, So it's like when you get comfortable in the journey to say, I'm enjoying exactly where I'm at Mm -hmm. today, I'm celebrating where I'm at today. We did something extraordinary today. If we don't do anything else, I am so proud of us today because there always will be something to try to take your attention to go the other direction. But there's a time for that, right? So you prepare for it, you get ready. So when you tackle it, that was the day for it. And if it doesn't happen today, we're still winning, right? Because that's what you want your life to be is like, you you never reach your end goal until the end. Right. So
1: yeah, it's all about the journey and I love that. That was beautiful by the way. Um,
0: I like, I'm going to have to re-listen to this to take care of (laughs) your you. (laughs)
1: Yeah. I love that because you know, it is when there's just simply harder seasons in life too, and getting through those. And seven years is a long time, but at the same time, like you said, you were different people. We were different people even a month ago, pre-pandemic. Our consumers were different, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's just a different, whole different thing. Also, I do believe it's law of exposure. Like I Mm -hmm. always think that, you know, that law of exposure, you're just simply not exposed to certain things, you know, Like you know, we're talking a little bit about venture capital and everything. Well, those people were exposed to a whole different world that they just simply had it a different way, you know. Whereas it's just like you have to figure it out in your own way. You're not exposed or have the options that that other people had. It doesn't mean that it can't be done. It's just that nobody has. You haven't been exposed to the right person or right path or or whatever it is. You know, that's
2: exactly right. And we would, I we would get so deflated. I can't tell you how many times we applied for like these like. Grant programs or these things where they're giving you like interest-free capital and, you know, with no um, equity in your business, like this $50,000 opportunity, this $5,000, we have not received, I don't know how many times I've applied for a grant have, I'm like, and I know our idea is good. I mean, and we're like killing <laughs> it. And people are like, no, thank you. And mm-hmm. I used to get deflated by that thinking, well, why doesn't anybody see our value? But they're getting like tens of thousands of applications. And then I'd be thinking, well, if I don't have that type of accolade or recognition, or if we don't have that money from said source, well, then maybe we're just not going to be as successful. But it's so not true. And When we didn't have that money, we would say, Well, how are we gonna do it? Well, then that's when maybe we had to do something along the process and it had to get put on a credit card, or somebody said, Well, you know what, I got my tax return. I'm not even gonna lie. There was a point where I had started, you know, putting money into a Roth IRA, and I just called my financial advisor along the journey. I was like, listen, I've got to get this done. I need that money out. She's like, that's not a good idea. I understand what you're saying, but Mm -hmm. this is how invested I am here, and I know what's to come and I believe in it so strong. I'm not giving people financial advice here. Clearly that's not my strong suit. (laughs) But what I am saying is is that that's in in myself and in this journey in believing in this product, it meant so much to me that I was willing to do it. And now to look at a year later and to have made like, you know, we are on track, you know, we will hit a million dollars here soon. We didn't hit it exactly in year one, but we'll hit it probably in the next two months.
0: I mean, didn't you, you didn't start in January.
2: No, no, we started sorry. March 1st. And yes, I told yes, so exactly. the amount of money that we made... Oh yeah, we didn't start in January. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> yeah. you,
0: like come on, let's give ourselves... You guys made a lot of money.
2: <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah. And what I will say too is that I called Jane this morning. I so said, well, congratulations. Now that we are in the first month of our second year of business, in day three, we've already made more money than we did in the
0: entire first month. Oh my goodness. Our drama.
3: Yeah, and I was like, thank you. We thank celebrate you. that, right? Like, and and also going back to what you were saying, Mina, about how you don't have the exposure to certain things. And so Joy and I got comfortable with that because you go into environments where you feel like these little guppies in this big pond. And and like we don't understand the venture capitalists. We don't understand that. But then we thought about maybe because we're not supposed to. We were made exactly the way that we are, and then once again, going back to being core centered, we're hustlers, right? (laughs) If you can do a contracting company and sell it successfully, and not have the the background in it, being women, you know, we're like we hustle. So I said that's how we're going to do it. And like Joy said, we know how to move the pieces around to say we need this money today. Let's find that money. Mm -hmm. You need test groups. We got moms who are having babies. Let's get it tested talk to these moms, and we're going to start doing our own field mm-hmm. research. It might not be in a fancy building where we got chips and, and and water and, you know, giving you gift cards on the way out, but we have ways <laughs> in which we could do it for not $20,000, yeah. you know? And so we just say that to say, like... We, Never
2: be afraid to go outside the box. Yeah, go outside. Ever. Or
3: when people, even in the industry now, is coming in a product, you kind of hear, well, you know, you guys are new to this industry, so kind of know your place and... And, and understanding
2: are, there, are, are, these, level,
0: like, are these men telling you this? No, they're actually Women?
2: professionals um, okay. in like the feeding world. So okay. we were told, like, we didn't come in this industry looking for the validation of feeding specialists per se, or, or oral functional specialists. Um, but when you have a product that goes into a baby's mouth, you're going to get that feedback. Right. Um, but we were here to do something advantageous for moms. We didn't know what was going to come, but what ended up happening was the feeding world has jumped behind this product and has celebrated it as a whole. Like we are getting so much validation from dentists and oral myofacial therapists. I didn't even know what that was before we started this, (laughs) Um, you know, uh, orthodontist, uh, gosh, speech and language pathologists occupational therapists, chiropractors, the list Mm -hmm. goes on and they're like, no. And they carry them in their practices. And now when we sell wholesale, we sell wholesale to um, medical professionals and therapists so they can give them to their patients as therapeutic tools. Mm -hmm. And with that, whenever you have that, you're also then going to have the other end of the coin, the other side of the coin that's going to say, well, I'm a professional and you are not. And they'll say, and literally you'll get an email that says, and I don't mean this with any disrespect, but you're just two moms. So how can you say, and we're like, well, we're not actually the ones saying it. Ask the 30,000 people that have already received this product in the mail around the world. They're the
0: ones telling us what it
2: is, right? Right.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, I love when people try and put us all in our places, you know, like (laughs) the keyboard warriors out there, they're driving me bonkers these days, but yeah, I mean, I think, and I want to go back to math since, you know, it's a math conversation. So (laughs) when you're in school, I'm, you know, my son's in third grade and, and he's, he's learning, you know, multiplication and there's, or let's say addition. And, um, the way that they're learning it, like the way that the, um, my God, what's, what's Common Core? No. What's the word? What's the equation? When they're writing the equation, whether it's horizontal or stacked on high notes. See, Correct. I don't even know this why is... we're using math as an example. <laughs> <laughs> the last podcast, Mina, was talking about farms and had no idea. So. <laughs> 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 but there's many ways to get to that answer. But sometimes when you're in school, this they show you just one way to the answer. Correct. So they're teaching you a curriculum that's one directional. Mm-hmm. And this is the way we're teaching it. And then, you know, us growing up when we grew up, maybe we learned it in a different way. So I'm showing my son, okay. No, you can like you know, carry the one and da da da, it's a different way of doing the the addition equation.
1: It's the old um, school way.
0: Yeah. Oh, I learn cool. differently now, <laughs> but then yeah. there's other ways, right? Like the way I count, like I was giving him my tip on when you add, you know, nine plus something like my tip on how I do that. And I have my own brain of figuring out how I do it. And so seeing there's, you know, when we get forced into this box of this is the only way that it's possible, or you're going up against like Johnson and Johnson and their baby products. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are so set in that, but it, like you said, it takes inventors. I live in the shadow of Thomas Edison's, um, uh, factory, like where he did all of his like um, inventions and stuff. This, we, Edison is like really big here. And it's like, I look at it every time I drive by, I'm like so much came out of this one place, but he didn't invent what he invented in an evening. This was years and years and years and years and years of, of, you know, basically the light bulb. And, yeah. and, you know, so I think for all of you, as you're figuring your way out through this, they didn't start out as feeding professionals. They started out yeah. as moms, which is a need that people aren't always thinking. It's the same with Sarah Blakely. She's like, men were designing corsets for women. Mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. were, I come from the laundry industry. We were designing, but it wasn't for comfort. And then a woman was like, but this is my body and I want comfort. And so she yeah. came at it from a different perspective and you're doing that for the, the baby and mom industry.
1: Yeah. Man. Oh gosh. My favorite part of this whole entire thing is that the reminder to all of us that it's not an overnight success. Mm-hmm. That is literally a myth a unicorn, like a fake thing that, you know, I think that when people are going to look at your journey coming up, they'll be like, oh yeah, this is so big. And, you know, they got there and so quickly, but it's not true. Not even Rothies, not even the bigger, medium-sized businesses, you mm-hmm. know? And we get that all the time in our community where they're like, yeah, but I want to come out with all these things because this business has all these things, you know, or this business, you know, got there so quickly. And Sarah Blakely even started, you know, way, way back when. Yeah, she so, did you know, I I think that we're getting to share this part of your journey where you're just on the cusp of being this, you know, huge business. And it's, I want to serve everybody the reminder that it was not overnight. And that is the good part of it Yeah. because, you know, you would have had to iterate that product along the way anyways. And now you're coming and you, you have all this knowledge and everything that you can really, that everybody else can benefit from, you know,
2: And I think too, it's important to understand the difference between quality and perfection, because I think that people will let perfection get in the way of, of just going out there. Right. So we reached a point where we knew when our product was just functionally not up to par, but then there was a part where you've been so emotionally attached to this thing for so long that you're almost like, is this it, is it time? It can't be. And it's like, no, no. It's time. Let's go. And the day that we launched, we, like now we have like probably close to 10,000 pacifiers on hand and in inventory ready to send out. But the day we opened, Jane was like, that's it. We're, we're, we're creating a launch date. We're doing it March 1st. We literally had 500 However, pacifiers yeah, whatever, on hand. We're like, whatever, it just it is what It was is. time.
3: We're like, we're, we got to put this thing out there and see what it, it was and, and capable to do. And there's a part of it, right? You, you, you jump and you hope your parachute opens, exactly, but you have to jump. And <laughs> like she said, you know, perfection gets in the way of progress. And you're like, but you know, well, let's get our lettering a little better on our website and let, you know, it's like, you can get to a point to say, I feel really good about it. Let's give her a chance mm-hmm. and, and let's go, you know, and, fly. and of course it's not the way everybody would do it, but Joy and I
1: kind of live that. How way. Apple does it. I'm not even kidding. That's part oh, of holy. their, yeah, they release before they're ready. Um, Obviously. Do you get all the <laughs> updates? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah, that's right. right. Um, and they use um uh, because they need people to test it, you know. And then that's how they pivot is real mm-hmm. people in the real world. So they disperse w- way, way before it's actually ready because there's no real world simulation for what it will go through.
0: But I here's a good that. example cool. for both of you, which you just did, right? And we're in the mastermind, we've been talking about it. And um, but you just changed the names of your pacifiers. So sure
2: Thank the colors, up,
0: yeah, you, you <laughs> can check it out on their Instagram, but you know, it was interesting is like they, they came out with a business. They've sold a lot, 30,000 of them or more, right? They've sold mm-hmm. tons of these, but it wasn't too late to change or to um, improve or make these micro pivots. Right. So if everyone's like, well, I did this and this is forever going to be this way. It's not true. So now they have frost and mint and peach and blueberry and oatmeal Yay, oh, and peach. Oh, I and love plum, it. Yep. Right. My favorite pie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, because you
1: are, you know, tweaking and you can, like, I, I totally get that. Sometimes people tweak forever and they're just like, I can't do it, but none of it is permanent, you know, mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be. So as an entrepreneur, if you stay, you know, and the naming is one thing, but let's say you're branding, right? Eventually your branding does have to evolve because it becomes closer to what your customer that you're attracting is, right? So you, you see people rebrand all the time, right? You see them upgrade their positioning in the marketplace. And so when you're going into a market fit, it fits, but if you outgrow that, then you do have to upgrade the things that you're doing, or you have to come, you have to adjust it. So it's closer to what your customer wants, you know?
2: Mm-hmm, and that was something sure. you added because when we were having the conversation, you're like, why not like oatmeal or blueberries? So you gave me those two. And then you're <laughs> like, and I was like, I can do that. You're like, oh yeah.
1: And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. Done. Uh-huh. So, and yeah, it and was sand, right? Sand it and huh. Yeah, it was I mean, sand.
2: Mm-hmm. And you're like, it reminds me of sand in the mouth. And you were the third person that had like said that recently. I was like, you know what? That's probably not a, something we want. Like we probably do need it. But while we were coming up with names, we could not figure out something that was like that we were coming up with everything in the that world. And You were like, like, why like, why not something like oatmeal? Babies eat oatmeal, and I was like, we're like Mina, where where was were Mina? you know, where were
3: you when we were like, <laughs> because like the actual Pantone color is like flesh, like that's like what it's called. We're like we're, we're like, definitely
2: not calling it no.
3: flesh. We're like let's call it breast, you know, nipple. Yeah, right. Nipple. Yeah. Nipple <laughs> like gross. I, And So, we, so when you Joy said oatmeal, I was like, uh, yeah, I mean. Right That's when she great. said it, because I mean, while you were
2: talking, I was like taking all these notes and it's worked out great. And actually, um, we just did a, a photo shoot with, um, some moms and I was like, we haven't come up with anything. I was like, coral, I'm on the fence. And one of the moms was like, what about peach? And then the other lady's like, I love peach. I was like, done,
3: done. Peach
2: it, peach. Is.
0: it is. You peach just and oh, the it. pictures, all of it. And then if we all start to talk about babies, pacifiers, and then you look at the colors, which is also a big differentiator versus those pacifiers that were like, the white top with a little bit of color or the print on it. So you start to see the design differentiation, the colors that are very Instagrammable and modern. And then when you say, Oh, I, I want the peach, the mint and the oatmeal, then you're, you know, it just, it triggers the brain to think through mouth feeding and then their fun, their fun names. So I love that you made that change thank and you're doing such you. a I good job for that. Of course. Um, I don't know that we can say who you had a big meeting with, but we're really excited about, they had this huge meeting with a humongo company that we all um, shop at and <laughs> we're crossing our fingers that something happens with that. But that's the thing, right? For all of you, as you're thinking through, we don't know where our paths are going to take us. They worked yep. on this for seven years with small babies and weren't even able to use this on their own children mm-hmm. and grew this business, got it out there, have done so well. We're at a year. Exactly. we're we're recruiting this on the third. And within a year, you know, you more or less basically reached almost a million dollars. They, um, they're, they're living their lives. They had a huge meeting with a huge company and there's just so many opportunities that are coming. So all of you, I think if you take from this, their tenacity and the things that they've done and that they just kept going, it's tweaks, it's changes, it's pivots. It's sometimes you throw the whole idea out and you start again, but it's not a straight line. And so if any of you feel behind the game you're like i've been doing this for 5 years why don't i have their success well just keep going and i think yes. like you said it's when passion meets purpose
3: mm-hmm.
0: and then that's the formula to then hit extraordinary things like you it's so thank true you. Thankfully, thank you so very,
1: much
0: yeah i'm so excited to celebrate your 1 year I so
1: know. um so, and then where are you located um i wanted to say st louis missouri mm-hmm. okay so you're in st louis, st. louis. St. louis. St. louis. So a shout out to everybody in St. Louis, make sure you, you yes. know, hype them yeah. up. you are no longer yeah. in heating and cooling in St. Louis area. Yeah. Now Maybe. it's in the Nango.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I want to wrap it and have both of you give advice to our listeners. What's your best piece of business advice to fellow small biz founders? Wow. So I always like to tell
3: people that go into business doing something you are passionate about, right? And, and, you know, and it's fine if you're doing business that your dad did, your mom did, or people tell you to. but There's just something about when you believe in it and you're passionate, it gives you that drive, right? Like it was literally something that burned in my mind every day for seven years. Like it wasn't an option to give it up until it actually came through to fruition. So what ended up happening even with me after launching it and being like, wow, I got it out there, right? Like, And if that can motivate you, like you said, if it's been five years. Keep thinking of that day where one day people are going to see it. It is going to make it right because it's, it's so worth it, you know, and that's what life is about, you know, enjoy the journey. It's nice to have something to look forward to. So don't be quick to rush the finish line, you know, cause like I mentioned before the finish line, we don't have one. Yeah. We don't have one, you know, it's, it's reaching one goal and then saying, now what? Because that's kind of the entrepreneur brain. That's what we love to do. We love to cultivate. We love to grow things. We love to see where we can go next. Enjoy the journey, be passionate about it, and keep going. Yes. And I would say
2: that my tip would be to celebrate the small things. Like Don't take for granted the small wins. Like Jane and I, even if it's just a moment, because we're always usually here at the office running around doing kids and all the life stuff, Just to take a minute and say, we just did something, X thing, and that's pretty remarkable. So whether we go grab a lunch and we just sit down and we just say, wow, let's like just sit in this for a second. Or we agree we're going to go just catch a movie or just spend time together, do something we enjoy. um, We at least make a small um, dent in that to say, we're going to celebrate this. And then tomorrow we'll pick up and we'll go to the next thing. So celebrate the small things.
0: Oh, I love both of these. Yeah, so good. Okay, so if you could share with our listeners how they can buy you, support your business, and also follow you.
2: Great, so um, thank you so much. So currently we are only available direct to consumer on our website and that's at www.ninico.com and that's N-I-N-N-I-C-O. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest and we are all at Ninipacifier.
0: Amazing. I'll put that all into the show notes for all of you. Thank you, ladies. Congratulations. You. Um, Happy anniversary. Awesome. Yes. Thank happy
2: you. anniversary. So good. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you so much. And we'll see you soon. Yeah.
1: yeah. Thanks, everybody. Bye.
0: Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the Product Boss Podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Reviews help other product entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their businesses and realize that they're not alone. And we know that you all know that a five-star and honest review helps you sell more products to more people. So you know that your reviews help us reach more listeners around the world. Remember, what we give is what we receive. And we are all about helping each other in the product boss community